0: Can I have your attention please? It is now time for the moment everyone has been waiting for. Tea time with T and Robin. Okay.
1: All right. That sounds awesome.
0: Oh my god! Okay, yes. it's happening! Everybody stay calm! What's the procedure, everyone?
1: What's the procedure? Stay everyone, calm! Procedure. Stay stay f- wait, 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 you We are
0: back. It is Tea Time with Robin, and you know who's here
1: with me. Hey, Robin, how you doing? Awesome. Just good, awesome. Good, good, good. This is episode... Last Sorry. Right. <laughs> Sorry. I have digested that last game, and I am prepared to talk about it. <laughs> uh,
0: oh, yes. Tea Time with Robin, episode 36. Um, yeah. The game. So a game happened on Saturday. <laughs> and we're going to recap because it's our turn. I know you've heard all the great people speak about the game. All the um, content creators tell you how they feel about the game. And um, I, before we got on, I told Robin, I went back and watched the game again. Because sometimes I do that because my first reaction, and like I told Robin, I'm so glad we don't have it. A show <laughs> right after this, after games, because I'm an emotional fan to where I just have of the mouth, and I'm, I'm, I, yeah. So I have some recanting to do of my own <laughs> that I didn't speak out, but yeah. So uh, let's get into it. Kind of a sloppy penalty, Oops. turnover, special team mayhem. <laughs>
1: It had everything, didn't it? It had everything. Like everything. Okay. So let's start with my notes here because we wrote, we're going to talk first about our biggest concerns because there are a few. Oh yeah. We're going to talk about this first half from hell with 12 penalties and God knows what else. It was horrendous. It was beyond horrendous. It, it was, I kept waiting for them to stop having penalties. And it was one after another, after another, after another, after another. And I was losing my mind. Like yeah. you, I was losing my mind. So I, I said to my husband, you know, you know, at halftime, the paint was going to be peeling off the walls from McDermott. For sure. And what happened in the second half, there was only one penalty in the second I- so they finished with 13 penalties, and not even that. Um, and I know you're going
0: get, to get into it. I just wanted to say this. I just thought I was watching, like, I know it was some regular, you know, starters was in there in the beginning of the game. And I was just like, it reminded me of the Jags, and I always go to that, the Jags game where it was like boom, boom, like what is this? Like they couldn't get a grip of the game. And they had that 60, remind me of the Patriots game, that run and sometimes the bills like, I don't know if they lack or they just get surprised or whatever, it seems like every time we get one of those runs on us. But like you said, the second half, things buckle down. They did. Oh, and I, Go
1: that's Oh, that's cool. That is what I was hoping to see Because, and I agree with something Steve Tasker said on One Bills Live this week, he spoke about this first half, and he said, come straight from a guy who would know that the starters uh, weren't there to play. They Mm. were not there. They were checked out. They don't want to play any more preseason games. They're done. They want to get on the field and let's go. Okay. What Steve Tasker was saying, and I think there's probably some truth to that, because the starters did to me look like they were not all there, not not focused like we would normally see them at that level. Their mm-hmm. their level of intensity, if you will, compared to the Steelers was. Oh yeah. The Steelers came out to play football. The Bills came out and wanted as to have- I walk through. I don't know. It was like a walkthrough. It it truly was. They they were not there. So am I freaked out about it? Well, I'll, <laughs> get, into, yeah, I'll get into this later. I'm not freaked out about it okay. now. But like T, at the time, I'm like, uh, what the heck? Am I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, when they went up to 14, 14 to nothing, and then- Matt Barkley just okay. I said, I don't know if I said it on this pod because last week I did a lot of pots. Matt Barkley is who Matt Barkley is. And it showed. Yes. And everybody was like, Matt is gonna um back up Josh Allen. It's not. Guys, we know who Matt Barkley is. And Matt Barkley showed who he was that that preseason game. It was just Okay. Turnover after turnover, penalty after. I'm like, this game is not even fun to watch because it was so many penalties. It was just like, okay, ref. I mean, I know you guys are going through the preseason too, but I mean, you—they had a a block in the back, which which was not a block in the back. That ticky tack foul, which, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to rehash the game, but it was just. Well, my
1: emotions of the game—it was just a lot of. It was a lot going on. A lot going on. Mental focus. Yes, that was. They were unfocused to the point of distraction, and I felt the same way as you at the time. I was just cussing up a storm. Oh yeah, and, and my husband was coming in and out of the room, and he's like, "I guess I don't really want to watch this, do I?" I said, uh, "No, you really." No, no, don't no I don't want to watch this. Yeah. And you know what, Robin? And I can understand
0: the whole, you know, interceptions. I can understand that. But what I can't understand is the lack of intensity. Like you said, the the pre-snap um, motions, the 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 unnecessary. That when it comes to. Fun- fun- fundamental fundamentals right yes that i didn't understand any of that the discipline was gone and sean if he could if smoke could come out of his ears you seeing this man biting his his probably his his teeth was probably missing some of them because he was grinding so much that he couldn't even understand it seemed like they had a play, a penalty, had two plays, a penalty, have another play, a penalty. I was just like, okay, guys, all right. What is happening here? Ooh. It was, it was, it was a sloppy. It was like a sloppy Joe. It was just very, very, very sloppy. So, to, at one point, when I went back and watched the game, I said, and I text this to you, at what point do we start um, putting some blame on Josh because there was a play where if Josh would have stepped up in the middle, he had more time to throw the ball. Deion Dawkins, I want to say, moved the guy where he wanted him to go. And Josh ran into Deion's where he, where Deion was trying to take the player. Josh rolled out into him. Mm Mm-hmm. So pocket presence for Josh Allen needs to, to to be better. He needs to be aware because mm-hmm. sometimes he he leaves the pocket for me too fast. I watched it and I was like, Josh, you had plenty of time. If you would have just stepped up, you had plenty of time. And Josh doesn't
1: step up a lot, and that's a problem yeah. because he needs to do that more, in my opinion. Because when he gets the ball he's already on the move. He's already looking and he's already on the move someplace that the offensive line doesn't have any idea where he's going. Right. Being comfortable in the pocket. I'm reminded of a play and I don't even remember what game this was in, but Josh had more time to throw the ball and he stood in the pocket for what seemed like forever. It was a Dallas game. Yeah. Tiptoeing his feet Mm -hmm. and everything and then launches it. That's, Great. Yeah. But that's not the amount of time that you're gonna get. No. The offensive someone's line. gonna hold. Someone's gonna hold. So I get why he instantly reacts to it, it's like he's used to not having the mm-hmm. office of offensive line hold up.
0: Right. So he's
1: already, you know, uh, looking and running and doing all that stuff. And we see Patrick Mahomes do that mm-hmm. all the time. So is it a problem? Not really, but I agree with you in terms of saying, I wish he had better pa- pocket presence as well. I wish he wasn't so enamored of oh, running, right, right. right. You know, right. moving out and and just being able to sit back and look at the play. I get that you got guys coming at you, but there are way you know you can have more composure in the pocket. I guess mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah, yeah, there's room for improvement, without doubt.
0: And then I've seen this, too. I mean, I don't know if this is... Because, again, everything's not schemed up in the preseason. They're not um, <clears throat> going in there and saying, "Here, here's the... Uh, and maybe you do have a game plan, but it's not. It's a vanilla game plan. Um, and they're trying some stuff out. We understand it as well. Because I've seen the drop step of Josh, and I was like, wow, he's taking a lot of drop step, steps back there. And for the tackles to hold up, it, it takes pressure on those tackles, josh um stepped back I don't know how much in this game it was it was definitely a lot. I think she went away. Did you freeze up on me? Yeah, she's not there. hopefully she can come back there she is nope, she left, hopefully she can come back, but yeah um we we do understand that. When it comes to preseason, we understand that they do not scheme up a, per se, a game plan. Um, and Pittsburgh was just ready to play. They were ready to play, I think, maybe maybe last year when the Bills went in and um, did some damage to them. Maybe they were pissed off about that. But they came out and, and Pittsburgh was definitely ready to, to hand it to the Buffalo Bills. I've seen this on Twitter or X. Um, it said they are still figuring it out. Let's not trip. It's August. So, I mean, for some fans who are tripping, she is back now. She's back. It's morning <laughs>
1: time. <laughs> so it's for some fans,
0: think, some fans who are tripping, don't. Um But yeah, I was just saying that there's fans out there that's tripping and uh, Twitter is a crazy space when um the Bills don't play well, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're talking about our O-line, and I was asking you do you feel that Josh was taking a, a drop step? They were taking, I think he had like a seven drop step. It was, it was large. It was big mm-hmm. because I'm like, all right. Now that's a lot on the tackles for him to take and we already know he maybe take a lot of drop steps back anyway, but it seems like he was doing a lot this pre- this this game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So. I, didn't,
1: I didn't notice that, uh, but what I did notice, and we, were t- we wanted to talk about our concerns, mm-hmm. and this just kind of leads into it, we need to talk about Spencer Brown. Yes. We have to talk about Spencer Brown. And one thing I want to bring up, before we get into the details, is obviously we're all concerned about Spencer's performance. Mm-hmm. We're all concerned that he's not living up to his what we had hoped he would be this season so far. What I heard Ken Dorsey say made so much sense to me, especially after, I think it was last week, I was talking about Spencer Brown. He's a meathead. (laughs) I said that last, he's a meathead. He Mm -hmm. is a meathead. And so what do you do with a meathead? You have to get him focused on detail. And Ken Dorsey, God bless him, said exactly what I've been thinking all the way along, that Spencer Brown has it in him, but it's his attention to detail that's a problem. And as we all know, on the offensive line, you have to have tremendous attention to detail. Absolutely. One little detail that you miss, and you see what the result is. Yeah. And so Ken Dorsey said, look, Spencer Brown has potential. We all know that he sometimes doesn't perform at his best, but... We've addressed that with him, and the problem is his attention to detail, in other words, things that are fixable. Mm -hmm. And that's what we have to pay attention to. I think it's too early to give up on Spencer Brown. Yeah, I I don't
0: don't
1: think. I mean, I. Go ahead. I I
0: just, I don't think, well, maybe people are giving up. I know for us. um, I can speak for us. I'm not ready to give up on Spencer Brown. I just think behind Spencer Brown, we don't have anyone. So the concern is that for me.
1: I, the concern is, can he hold up for 17 games? Exactly. And I, I'm i not sure about Vandermark, mm-hmm. but I will say I'm most comfortable with him being a swing tackle, even if it's a little early Give him the reps as the swing tackle and practice whatever you have to do to get him up to speed because he has the most potential. Kessenberry is a liability now. Kessenberry is behind Spencer Brown, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think he's a liability. I I would rather they put the time and the effort into developing Vandermark because he's shown some promise in the preseason. That's what people are saying. Yeah. So that's where I stand with all of that. Oh,
0: Spencer Brown, Spencer Brown. Uh, Ike Bucker, too. I mean, we're going to talk about um, some injuries that happened later on. But Ike Bucker was coming on, and prayers up to him. Prayers up to Ike Bucker. But I'll say this about our O-line. Montgomery held his own. Mitch Morris is just Mitch Morris. If you don't speak about Mitch, that means he's doing great. If you didn't speak about Montgomery, that means he was okay on that line. Osiris is the real deal, apparently. Apparently, he's the real deal. He went up against the Steelers and helped Spencer Brown out, even when, like, I seen the rep, and I was just like, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I'm sold. Because I really did not think that Osiris Torrance was going to be a starter
1: on this line. Sorry. Um... I'm happy that I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But I, I felt the same way. There was no way because rookies, first of all, don't usually start. Right. Especially with the Buffalo Bills. Absolutely. They and, slowly and, get in there. And they just threw him in there, and he just looked like he played he's played in the league for five years already. So and Brown on the Watts. Um yes. I think pass Rush. I was just like, oh God, he okay. He's yes, he saw it. Now, so that's really relieving, isn't it? Yes. Because now it's like, okay, that position is solidified. McGovern's the left guard. Right. There's right. no, you know, they're paying him too much money. He's the, he's the left guard. And I haven't seen anything from him that made me go.
0: So, right, right, right. And we know that Mitch Morris is a center and we right. know Bates is going to either back up either one of them more probably the center than anything. And, you know, so Bates, right, can't play
1: tackle, or can he? Yes, he can. Can he he has played, he can play all five positions if he okay. has to. So he's like the biggest insurance policy ever. And I mentioned this before. I'm more I'm more afraid of losing him than a lot of the other. I offenses. know. I'm not gonna lie. Yes. Um,
0: but yeah, we we I think if Brown didn't have this game that he had against the Pittsburgh Steelers, we would not be having this conversation when it comes to our O-line. And I, I'm going to say this. He was going against TJ Watts. So good. You know?
1: Good. Good. Yeah. This is yeah. what you need to be up against every week. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Spencer has it in him. There have been times when he's played very well. You His know, rookie... First of all, his rookie season,
0: he was the only one on the line that was steady. I mean, Mitch, of course, but when we had him out, Josh was getting pressure, good Lord. And then when he came in, it was, it was solid. And I'm like, okay. Then his second year, I'm like, what the freak happened? Of course, his back.
1: His back happened. But, yeah. And that's, that can be a thing. For a guy that's as tall as he is, you know, the bend and all that. Mm -hmm. That can be a thing. We have to hope that his back can hold up because that could be an issue. But I don't share the same anti-Spencer Brown. Yeah, no. I just, I wish actually they went
0: into the draft or free agency to get somebody to back up Spencer. I wish they would have did that.
1: It could still happen.
0: Yes, it could. You're right. You're right. I mean, we awesome. have we have awesome. cut downs, so maybe they'll get somebody for that position and you want to speak about mm-hmm. the other position.
1: <laughs> <Little> <laughs> the middle linebacker
0: position that we also love.
1: Mm-hmm. We're, we're nice. gonna
0: actually see them see him probably next week or this week coming up. Tremaine. Yes. I love you, Evans. I
1: love you, Tremaine. <laughs> we miss you, Tremaine. Good Lord, be nice. oh so so so.
0: Good uh, news though. Good news. Do you want to give me some good news? Or oh, I'll do the bright spot later.
1: Do you have any good news? Good news. I want to talk about Dorian Williams. Okay. For a minute, because he did get some snaps in the mic position. He didn't look out of place. Mm-hmm. I still think the best policy is take the green dot off. Dorian Williams and let him play inside linebacker. Micah Hyde is perfectly capable of making the calls and doing all those things. And Dorian can learn on the job. You saw this with him when he was in, he's a difference maker. He's a tackler. He's, Mm -hmm. he's an improved, he's an upgrade over any of the other middle linebackers as far as I'm concerned, or inside linebacker, if you will. So, yeah, the one concern I did have was, and I only saw this once. He showed up on the injury list with a calf injury. I hope it was just something temporary because he really needs to get in there and convince Sean McDermott that he can he can handle that inside linebacker position and get him on the field. Cause he yeah. needs to be on the field with Milano. Yeah. I I I think so too. And you speaking of Milano.
0: Oh, I hate I I hate even saying that because of this freaking game. But he had a bad the game. middle, yeah, the middle linebacker position. Uh, hopefully, it will not affect Milano's play. Because if he's, you know, when you don't, and I called them Batman and Robin. When you don't have your Robin out there, your Batman is going to mess be be off. And Batman was Tremaine Edmonds, and Robin was to me was Milano. So now he's still there, and you don't have Tremaine. And when you don't have something that you're familiar with, you're going to over think, overcompensate. And I just don't see – I don't see Dodson as, as a starter. And I know A.J. Klein knows the system, but he's definitely an older player. He can do it, but we're
1: going to be – oh, it, this is – you can use A.J., I think, in certain situations. Yeah. Not good in coverage, but he's pretty decent tackler and, and stopping the run. Right. But I agree with you. It, he's fine for spot duty mm-hmm. if, if you need him in a pinch. But you brought up something that I want to expand on, if that's all right. Yeah. I would like to say what you just talked about is is important. Everybody, I lost my train of thought, cut this out, would you? No, don't worry about it. So we know that AJ, like you said,
0: can tackle. And we know that uh, Matt Milano right. is an is, is a all, all pro. But when you don't have the guy next to you when you are all pro, and it makes you start over pursuing, overthinking, being Um, I have to do everything because I have a rookie or I don't, I'm not used to this other guy next to me. That's what I knew it. You're
1: good. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what it was that, that I was thinking about the, the relationship. You said it, Tremaine and Milano together. They, they kind of knew what each other was Mm -hmm. thinking. Milano knew where Tremaine was going to be, what he was going to do, all that sort of thing. And now we have this tryout going on with, you know, putting inside linebacker after inside linebacker with Matt. And I wonder if that you're right, if that if that hasn't thrown his game off a little bit, because Mm -hmm. he can't he can't even get regulated in terms of knowing who's playing next to him. I think that's a really valid point that I hadn't thought about, but I think that's very true. It's just like when um, Micah High was out, right. Jordan Poyer had to do everything, right. and
0: you know, you and he got hurt. He was right. playing hurt, and his guy wasn't out there with him, so it right. affects everything. Mm-hmm. So not only are we concerned about our, our middle linebacker, we also I, I'll say this for me: I'm concerned about Matt uh, Matt Milano's play how he's going to play this year because the guy that was next to you for what, five years, mm-hmm. four or five years is not there anymore. You know, mm-hmm. so it's going to be interesting. I just don't, I don't, and I don't know if it's a tell sign because um Dotson was out there in the fourth quarter, you know, do they need to see something? something. And, and not even that you already know what Dotson can do. He was a backup to Tremaine. Four years.
1: Right. He hasn't, hit the starting position at all, you know, so. I don't see him as a starting inside linebacker. No, I don't. And I
0: would not be surprised if they don't pick, and I know they picked up guys. Don't get me wrong. I I know they picked up guys. And I think that was more for maybe not playing some guys this last um, preseason game. I I can see them going out either trading, trading (laughs) for getting someone in here
1: at middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Well, yes. And I'm thinking out loud here mm-hmm. Boogie Basham has been playing very well. Yes. I think they are so rich at the defensive end position that they're going to end up either cutting somebody who could be a starter on another team or, and this is what I wish for, trade bait. For just what you're saying, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. bring in a vet, bring in somebody that Sean can work with, Sean McDermott. A boogie trade makes sense to me And, and hear me out here because, and this is my little drop the bomb for today. All right. Are you ready? There's a guy that's been playing on the line at defensive end. Originally was a defensive tackle in college, but converted six foot four, 275. And every time I watch him play, I think to myself, if you cut this guy or even put him on your practice squad, he's going to be gone. Mm -hmm. Cameron Klein. Where does he play? He plays on the end now. He, He was playing... You know, he could play opposite Greg Rousseau. We have a Cameron Klein on our... Really? Number 96. Check him out. 90, okay. 96. He was on the field. I think he had a turnover. Oh, right. You're right. You're right. We have he- so many guys, like the
0: depth on this team. Okay. That's what right. I'm
1: saying. So, and I, 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 you know, my little hot take is I would keep Cameron Klein over Boogie. Boogie, and Boogie was the second rookie round play. year, right? No, he's second year. No, no, no he's he, the, he played, he's, yeah,
0: he's, he's played still good. in his he's still in his rookie deal though, right? Right.
1: He's okay. cheap. Yes, yes. But line is even cheaper because he was a right. drafted agent out of South Dakota State. Oh what? Well. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, sometimes, you know, Josh Allen came from Wyoming. So, right. Yeah. You
0: know, yeah. Small market school.
1: Yeah. It, All it, right. It I'm not mad at it. Whatever so they need he, to do. Cameron Klein, trade Boogie for either another tackle or a middle linebacker. Whatever your pleasure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But get something for him before you have to cut him. Right. Like, yeah. I would cut him honestly before I would cut Cameron Klein. And uh, this is like a way, way weird take, but right. check out number 96. I will. I will do that. Um, the next preseason game for sure. Um, let's
0: talk about some bright spots because I mean, yes. we know, it was
1: we hard to some. watch. We have some bright spots and we have some really good ones. I'll, I'll Throw right out, okay. We already right. talked about Osiris kicking ass, so check. All right. We already talked about Dalton Kincaid, check, check, because Dalton Kincaid is the real deal. The real He's
0: deal, holy deal.
1: deal. When you see him on the field, he looks like a five year veteran,
0: yeah. Osiris,
1: um, that, that let's just say they got their um draft worth right. Because they got right in the first and second round this year. Yes. Yeah. And um we can talk about Shorter. Shorter had a all right yeah. game. He had a bright, a bright spot there. I like Shorter. They're not they're not featuring him much in the preseason because I think they have plans for him. I like the fact that um Sheffield had some catches as well. I like that catch, um that uh contested catch. That that was great. He looked good. I wrote that down, and, and I do want to bring that up and elaborate a little bit about Trent Sherfield. Mm-hmm. The double win, we snagged him from the Dolphins. Yes. And I believe we snagged him from the Dolphins because he burned us <laughs> a couple times, and I'm sure that Dorsey and McDermott made note of that. Who's this guy?
0: Exactly. Because-
1: him. You think they're going to pay him when they have to pay Tyreek Hill and and Jalen Waddle? Right. You know, he's not going to get paid. So they they had to let him walk. Did you know he went and bought a house? Yes. (laughs) Yes. And that was the other thing I was just going to say. You read my mind, team. (laughs) You and I always have this thing, don't we? Yeah, we do. He loves Buffalo. Yeah. Loves the place. So that's the kind of guy... (laughs) That just makes me think, you wait, all these people that are saying the bills, the bills, the bills, whatever the bills. Oh my god, we don't talk about that have t- Some untapped resources that you folks are not paying attention to. Because I guarantee that Trent Sherfield is going to have a lot more influence on our offense than most people realize. And furthermore, and then I'll leave this subject alone. Josh Allen has mentioned when he is asked, oh. What about your right wide receiving core? What do you think? He always mentions Trent Sherfield, And let me tell you, that means something. When the quarterback always mentions you in a right. glowing way, that's big. Right. Big. So that's what I have to say about Trent Sherfield because I do think he's a bright, shining star. Okay. I got, oh, God,
0: I got some updates. No. This is from that. Matt- Parina, um, from the shout podcast. So injury is my, um, wait a minute. His knee injury yesterday, McGovern. He injured his knee yesterday. And right now, Sean McDermott said it's too early to say how long he'll be out. Oh, Sean McDermott said the starters will play on Saturday. Great against Chicago. Uh, likely means a huge opportunity for David Edwards to
1: fill in for McGovern. Well, that's true. So, and yeah, that's not a small thing in terms of pun aside because he's big, David Edwards, but he's a veteran. Yes, yes, we got him from um, Rams, the Rams.
0: So Shakir and Bernard injuries are two t- are tough ones, consider they're they're probably both are good are good on Saturday so they might be um Benford not Benford Bernard might play on Saturday so the The stars are playing on Saturday
1: yeah that's bad news about McGovern for sure yeah it is but he had a
0: sleeve on so I don't know if it's uh he didn't have a he didn't have a brace on he had a sleeve so I don't know you know happened yeah what happened but the starters are playing again. I don't... Oh, God. Jesus. I don't like it. I don't like it. And maybe it was from the Pittsburgh Steelers game that he didn't like, so he wants to see something else. He would like to see the starters trot out and have more effort. In the maybe game. the fact that those penalties that he... So, and we didn't talk about this, that my, Sean McDermott prior to the game on Saturday, had they, I guess... I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm free. I'm freestyling here. Maybe they did have refs in, in practice and seeing that the penalties, the offsides, all of this stuff. And he made them run. After every penalty, he made them run. Like we're in high school, but Hey, you got to do something. So then you go in you roll on into Saturday with the same stuff that I talked to you guys about. You did it again in a game. So here is another game. I didn't like what I see. You're gonna play. I don't know though, Robin. I don't like it. I don't like it. I get it because after this game, there's nothing and we have the Jets. And and it's not like an easy game. This is a <laughs> freaking division game. This
1: and I don't like to overhype one game. Oh yes, so oh, hype hype it. Go ahead. Because it's it's all anybody's going to be talking oh about. It's a Monday game. It stands alone on 9 11. Hard knocks. Right. But all of that is right. in play. And the Jets, you know, they, everybody's been BBB. Oh, the Jets are going to win the Super Bowl. So they're going Everyone. to win. The Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl. I don't even know why we're playing this game. They won. They won. I'm uh, sure.
0: But yeah, so little nuggets from um, Matt Perino.
1: Thank that the stars will
0: be playing. Yeah, right. He, Thank he, you.
1: He had a birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, yeah,
0: that's right. Happy birthday. So they will be st- playing. I don't know how much. He didn't say how much they will be playing. Um, but yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. Um more bright spots. we we'll talk got. about We we'll talk about I love the fact that um Kincaid is getting looked at. I think that's going to be Josh's go to security, guy. but yeah, yeah, yeah. And I need that for Josh though. We I don't need the boom and bust for Josh. I need no.
1: the, he's right there. <laughs> and speaking of which I did also read somewhere that Dawson Knox was seen with two tapes yes. yep. together yep. as well. So as we talk about the injury things, that's another one to check off the list. Mm-hmm. The last bright spot that I have that, that we haven't mentioned I, I'm kind of pleased with what, the way Dane Jackson has been playing. Now, conversely, that makes it, ugh, for, you know, when is Kyrie Elam going to, like, step up and take the job? But Dane Jackson is not giving it up willingly. No, he's not. I
0: heard a podcast, and every now and again, I go and, and listen to different podcasts. So I was, um, oh, my God, Lockdown Bills. Mm-hmm. Oh, Joe Marino. Mm-hmm. So I was listening to his podcast the one day, and it said that he had an example of when you're trying to do something, and then you're overdoing it because you're trying not to make a mistake, but then yes. you end up making mistakes because you're trying not to make mistakes. And I think that's what Kyrie is doing. He's trying to so hard to not make a mistake to where he's making careless mistakes. It's like he's not playing free, like. That's-
1: you know what I mean? He's he's just like I'm. Tr- he's trying too hard. I absolutely know what you mean. As a therapist, I would say it would really be good experience for him for a therapist to get in his head and help him understand. And you're right. It's an issue of it's an issue of confidence. Mm-hmm. And you know this as well as I do, and everybody listening. The corner position. Is extremely difficult. Yeah. One of the most diff- difficult positions in football outside of the quarterback, because you're kind of left out there, mm-hmm. even if you're playing in zone coverage. So it becomes important in your mind, you have to have that swag. You have to, it's like Tradavius. Mm-hmm. We all knew the swag Tradavius had. Well, last oh, year he didn't have so much swag because he was he was working in his head about his knee. Mm-hmm. so he's got it back now I'm happy to say but Kair Elam that's what I see lacking and I think it's a confidence the, the mental part of it mm-hmm. is something that needs to be on it, it needs to be peeled at, you know peeled off right what is going on Kair what is going on in your head and oftentimes when I would work with people that had confidence issues, what you have to do is get down to the core the core. And, and, and believe it or not, sometimes the core has nothing to do with football. You know, it has nothing to do with what you would think it would, it has to do with. So you peel those layers off and find out why is it that you lack confidence? But and also too, Robin, I will say this, Dane Jackson
0: has nothing to lose. Like, this is my job. Take it from me.
1: His confidence is there. Like, Let's remember one other thing, because what you're saying is exactly right. Dane Jackson's got nothing to lose because he was a seventh-round pick. Right. Elam was a first-rounder, so that puts even more pressure on him. Right. And then Benford, I think it was a sixth-rounder, right? So he has
0: nothing to lose either. And also, too, on top of that, Benford knows this offense because it came from, is it Villanova? They played in this offense in Villanova. So it's like... I'm sorry, this defensive Villanova. So Elam got, you know, Dane Jackson, Benford. He's just like, okay, wait a minute. And then when you start lacking confidence, you start holding. And once you start holding, you become this cornerback who's a holder. So it's like a bunch of, you know, layers for him.
1: And he, he has
0: he has the upside. He has the, he has it. He just has it. And like you said, he has
1: to peel the layers and believe and seriously. In my years of working as a therapist, I was always amazed at when people would come in with those issues. And once you peeled it off, it turned out that the issue of confidence has may not have anything to do with football whatsoever. I met Kyer, so our,
0: our network, not this, not the, what we're on right now, um, had a um, supply drop um, event for the kids. Elon was there. Stevie Johnson was there. I went up, you know, we were, whatever, talking, and I, um, Kyir came over, and um, I was just like, "Hi, I'm, I'm Tiffany. Just wanted to. I don't want to take a picture or nothing like that because most of the time, take a picture. I was like, I don't want to take a picture. I just want to say, good luck this season. I said, you are, you're so talented. And I said, I don't even, and I know you know this. I don't have to tell you this. I said, I. I you're going to have an awesome season season i said just good luck i said you're you are an awesome player you know and he just he just took it in like i'm you know whatever but he's he's a he seems like a great guy mm-hmm. um that's what everybody just, says yeah i just wish him so i wish him well man because he just seemed like he's same. an awesome dude you know
1: same in in because I see these issues that sometimes crop up with players that, that would benefit would the player would benefit from talking with a therapist Mm -hmm. and, and working through whatever issues. I see that in Kair. It's like, I want to take him in and give him a big hug and have him say, sit down and let's talk. Right. Because there's you're right. There is something holding back his confidence and whatever it is, Needs to be dealt with because he—it's holding him from being the best player he can be. Because his upside is great, his upside is tremendous, absolutely tremendous. But as you said, there's you know there's something holding him back, and Mm -hmm. it's a shame. And I rather than people ragging on him, oh, he's a first round pick, as you blah blah. Why don't we just give him a you know give him a little vote of confidence and. And help them along the way because I know and you know they listen. They they find out what fans are saying. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, let's let's. I was gonna transition to
0: the media, yes. but let's speak about before this um, some injuries that happened. Um, Sean Ray hamstring injury and before Gee. we got on the pod, um, a season injury. I didn't know it was that because we first when it first came out. It was just, he was on the IR, and now it's
1: season injury. Jeez, um, that's that's so sad. It is. It truly is, because he was trying to make his way in the NFL. And yeah, and if it wasn't with
0: the Bills, I thought it would be someone that may pick him up, you know? Mm-hmm. Because the Bills gave him the opportunity to showcase. Right. You know? Right. And, of course, we know about Tommy Doyle and his left knee, and, um, oh, we spoke about it before we came on. Tommy Doyle was on his way back and it, oh god, it was
1: just sad to see. It's sad to see. It's so sad. There are no words for what that must feel like as a player mm-hmm. when it keeps happening and ah. uh, snowballs and yes, my my heart and my prayers and my thoughts are with Tommy Doyle. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Um, Some good news, Von Miller was seen wearing a helmet at practice
0: yesterday and working out on the side, which is great, but I do not see him playing on the first week. I don't know if he is going to be on the pub list, continue to be on the pub list, but uh, we'll soon find out. But it's exciting to see that he's working out with a helmet on. And, um, you know, I think they're going to run him up slowly. I don't think they're going to force him to play for uh, week one Don you know,
1: Miller he's gonna push that to the nines. I know you know yes. You know really? the hype, because it's gonna be
0: after the, the this preseason the hype is gonna be so much and let's let's now we can switch over to the hype and the national freaking media in and, and Stefan Diggs and come on yeah some national media yeah. Do me a favor. Before you start talking, take a look at what the beat writers are saying. Okay? Before you go and talk about your source. I got sources, too. Is my kids. telling me. I mean, come
1: on. Stop. Wow. I wrote an article. And this ties into just deep, you know, winding our podcast up. I wrote an article for the blog, you can find it at buffalofanbase.com, digging deeper into Stefan's alleged comments because I have significant issues with what Stephen A. Smith said. Come on, dude. And now we know not only did Stefan refute it once, he refuted it again, and then he did it a third time. Let me make this perfectly clear, I think, was the message. And my message to the national media is the same as yours. Put a sock on it. Really. Talk we know to- you don't like us. We get it. We care. We understand. I don't think they care. I don't think fans care either what the, what the national media says. It no. might get under our skin, but we know yeah. what these guys yeah. are capable of. Hell, there was somebody the other day, I don't remember his name, Chris something that was talking about how the bills were going to suck because Josh Allen and Sean McDermott are both not good leaders. Oh yeah. I don't even know. What? Yes. I have
0: seen that as well. And I didn't say anything uh, on it because it's like enough already guys. With the shot, with the with the with the dig stuff, and now Josh is not a leader. McDermott is not. Did you not see what they went through last year? And they stepped Sean McDermott uh, No way. But and then and then we know Nick Wright does not like the Bills. We know that because he's a he's a freaking Chiefs fan. But he spoke about a player on the team that's not even there, and. He, that what he said he was uh, – we're not going to – no offense to you, um, Saffold. The Bills are not going to miss you. They're not. If anything, I think fans seeing your play and was like, please get him off the O-line. No, no disrespect. But he mm-hmm. went on to say that the Buffalo Bills are not going to go anywhere because of Saffold because they, 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 they let him go. And I'm just saying, no, they were fine letting him go. Um, they knew probably week 10, we need to let Sappho go. <laughs> but what are we gonna do? You know, I'm just just take a minute, just do me a favor, just take a minute, listen to a podcast, or even listen to a beat writer and go from there. Don't just go and free, free pause, free ball
1: it. And don't know what you're talking about. But here's the hook to that. And the hook is that we as Bills fans suck it up like it's water. Yeah. On a 90 degrees day. We need to stop doing that. Yeah. Because we feed them, that's what they want. Clickbait,
0: hit, clickbait, clickbait, clickbait. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's yeah. all about being clickbait. And that part of it is just like, I want nothing to do with it. And I
0: get it though, because it's like if you don't it, because it's like People will run with that garbage. And it's like, because I've seen it in spaces. People can say something. And the next person, it's just like the telephone thing. People will say something, and by the time it gets back to you, it's just all like, what did you say? Like, what? <laughs> it's not even what I said. I said I was wearing purple today, and you had me wearing orange and pink. Like, what are we doing here? I I, I totally understand it. We are. The fans that will jump all over. It's like if you see a little crumb, all those ants start coming in. You just, I get it. But it's just when the national media does it, it's just like, come on. You, you can't stop taking the bait. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I guess we're sensitive right now because we're not being talked about. We're not, no. we're happy as hell, we're not being talked about. We were the darlings and we're no longer, we're just now. We don't even have a great team.
1: <laughs> the Jets and the Dolphins are going to play in the Super Bowl somehow, even though they're in the same division in the same conference. That's what's happening.
0: That's it's going to be the first of of first time ever that two people in the same conference on the a- NFC, AFC, win the Super Bowl. East to win Both <laughs> of them are going to win. That's
1: my <laughs> prediction.
0: <laughs>
1: both going to win.
0: Oh my god. Listen, I, I, I love it. I love having conversations with you. And this is why we're going to have a segment. It's, it's going to be called Spill the Tea. Spilling the Tea. Something that me and Robin are going to be spilling some tea. Good or bad? Good or bad? So, so yeah. stay tuned during stay the season. Absolutely. So this is trying to elevate the podcast, the show. Um because the season is coming upon us. My goodness, it's, it's like right around the corner.
1: It is. Right around the corner. Get ready. Yeah. Cause. Rubber underwear on because we're going. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I have nothing else to say unless you do. I don't. I just really love you so much. That's I, I love, love you, too. I love it. you, too. So we know this. The Stars
0: are playing against... The Bears this week, we'll see Tremaine Edmonds, give him hugs, whatever, um, whatever. <laughs> I hate the middle linebacker position that we have to constantly talk about it. And I understand why they didn't pay him, But um, I, I, again, they thought we had our middle, next middle linebacker position on this team. And I just don't see it, but I don't get paid for it, so. You know, well, this was tea time with Robin. I am T. She is Robin. Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you. And like always, it's always what go, go bills. bills. Go bills. Peace out, y'all. Love you. Love you.